Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Grab a pen and pad. You're listening to the Take Notes with Kiki Barber podcast. Your host, Kiki Barber, a wife, mother, entrepreneur, educator, and author shares her experiences, expertise, and advice that you can apply to your own lives. Hello, welcome to Take Notes with Kiki Barber. I'm your host, Kiki Barber. And today we have a very special segment that is near and dear to my heart. First of all, y'all, we got my sis in the house, okay? <laughs> Say hey, Mel. So that's my sister. Hello, Mel, everyone. <laughs> Um, today we have a very special topic. This is something that we covered before, but uh, we didn't have a chance to know to delve into it or release it. So we just want to touch on this topic because it is very, very, very um, important. And I think that we something that we need to talk about. You know, um, today's segment is called "Swept," and "Swept" just simply stands for suffering while everyone proceeds to tread. And we're talking about topics that you know we were both raised in church, Mel from birth probably all the way up and it's certain things that you can get yeah. in the body of christ when you go to church Baby, um yes you feel you feel good for a moment you know and then you go back to hell and then people tell you how to you know pray and pray and do all these other things but they never tell you how to get through the hardship that you're facing or they never really touch on it or talk on talk about it a whole lot so we're going to talk about that um today we usually give a shout out to businesses so because i have my sis on okay we're going to give a shout out to her businesses because it's only right <laughs> so <laughs> mel is she bakes like crazy right like enough to have you like smack your mama that type of bacon so <laughs> what is the name of your baking company or pastry? cooking with solutions what is it it's called cooking with solutions cooking with solutions so she bakes, I don't know. Where, where did you get that from, Mel? Was did your mom? Like, where'd you get baking from? My mom bakes. Mom my bakes. mom does bake, but daddy bakes a lot as well. Who? But daddy bakes too. Oh, yeah, daddy does. Mm, yeah, he does bake. Yeah, he does. And he cooked too. He did. <laughs> so, um, you have that company. Is there anything else you're working on? Right now, as you would care to talk about, or you want to save it for later, or like, what's, what's, what, are, what are you doing? Like, what's your background? Yes, what are you? Um, what are you? Okay, so coming soon, I have a book called Call Me Elias. Wow. It is a children's book. Yes. So that should be dropping in the beginning of next month. So I'm excited about that. So stay tuned for yes, Call Me Elias. Okay. I'm also working on a clothing line. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yes. And right now I'm also working on the clothing line as well. Okay. So, and it's called Glory to Glory. Glory to Glory. Wow. So you girl, it must run in the blood. Glory. Say it again. 
is gory, G-O-R-Y. The ugly. Oh, gory, to glory. to glory. Gory. Oh, glory. wow. That's that's interesting. I like that. You always had interest in play on words. She do a little bit of um, spoken word too, but yeah, I ain't gonna say that about that. I ain't gonna put on the spot. <laughs> um, <laughs> she does spoken word too. So just, just multi-talented. Um, you just flow, whatever area you flow in, um, you just, you know, excel in whatever area it is. And I, I think it's in, I don't know, I think it's in daddy's blood line. It is. It's on the bloodline. It's on the bloodline. It's in the bloodline. It's in the bloodline. Because it's like whatever we touch, it just, you know, um, blessing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so we have a segment on here called Mommy Moment. So we talk about things that um, we experience as mothers, things that somebody else might have told us as a mother. Um, but I know you have beautiful children, so I'm sure that you have a mommy moment that somebody might have astounded you with something they said, something you was like, uh-uh, ain't going to happen today, or just anything <laughs> like that. So Many of them. Plenty well, of them. The, the, um, the most recent one that I experienced really was a conversation that my myself and my oldest son we had. Okay. And in this moment, it made me cry. So I'm going to give you like a little bit of a, a little gist of it. So I'm asking him questions. I'm like, well, Tavion, why are you responding mm-hmm. the way that you're responding? Mm-hmm. And he was saying, because Aja and Maurice, which are my two youngest children, mm-hmm. they say they got a different version of you than I got when I was coming up. So I said to him, well, baby, this is the great thing about a relationship with God because he changes you. Mm. So when you have a real relationship with God, he begins to change you. Mm. He makes you a better parent. Mm. He makes you a better brother, a better sister. He makes you better. So the version that you had when you were smaller, I didn't have much Jesus then. I was just doing the best. Girl. You better but go this ahead. version of me today, let this version of me parent you. Accept me now. Yeah. Don't keep holding me to, to what I to what it used to be. Mm. Let me mommy you now. Like just let you me know, mommy you and, now. Just embrace me who I am now. Don't feel like don't feel slighted mm. because you feel like they are getting a better version than than, mm. than you did. This but know that deep. you know, but but know that um, it's a testament that. When you really have God, he changes your heart. He changes, he changes your motives. He changes the way your, your, your perception. Mm-hmm. He changes everything about you. Yeah. So when my son said, I feel like you're better now, I was excited because mm-hmm. I think that now it's being, you know, you can see on the outside what God's doing on the inside, but also it gave me and my son a moment to have. Wow. And to discuss the kind of mother that I was back then. Girl. That is awesome because me and Gianna had the same thing when I taped with her and she was like, you know, I, and my brother Freddie says it all the time, he's about, you know, he the oldest. He was like, mommy treat um, is different now. I said, would you, mommy had you when she was very young, Freddie, very, very young. Would you still want her to act the same way she was acting when she was a teenager? Like, really? You have to grow and you have to evolve and you have to, so it appears like we're treating the other children different, which is older, wiser, more knowledgeable. We have Christ, like you said, that who, who uh, teaches us different things. He, he, listen, he could, I don't know who else he convicts, but he convicts me all the time. Like yeah. even on raising, he convicts me in every area of my life. So I don't know how some <laughs> people just get away with other things and they just right. do other things differently. But it's like, you, you always convict me. Like, let me see. You always convict me, even when like, I had to make my camera, okay. He always convicts me. Like, if I say something wrong to my husband, Kiki, you should have did that. If I park in a handicapped spot, 
uh, you want to be like that for real? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like, why are you always bothering me about everything? I can't say, my mom called asking something, I, I answer a little disgruntledly, so she, it's like, why you ain't had to say it like that? And it's like, Lord, do you talk to everybody like this? Or is it just me that you keep bothering? Like, with every single thing I'm doing, you know? Wow. So, and, and it's not that he start, just started That's talking, deep. it's just that I just started listening. You know? He's always been talking. <laughs> but we never quiet ourselves enough to listen to hear exactly what he's trying to say to us, you know? Yeah. So now that I'm listening and now that I don't want anything else except his way and how he wants to do things, I done did it my way and it's, I, I fell miserably. Um, now I'm just like, Lord, if you, ain't, if you ain't in it, I don't even want it. Like, that's just how it's got to be from now on because I done tried it my way and it ain't work. But Gianna said the same thing, like, mom, you just were different, you know, so I got a better version. And I feel like, and I was like, baby girl, sit down, let's talk. Let's have this talk because <laughs> girl, I was 20 years old. By the time I had Sarai, I had eight, almost eight years. Eight, it was almost eight years later, G. So I had eight years of growth. And then after having her growing into who I am becoming, and I'm still becoming, I'm still becoming even now, you know? Right. So <sighs> this is crazy, but um, that's a that's a great mommy moment. That's a great that's a great um conversation it, to have with your really children. Was. Yeah, especially the I older ones. Yeah, I think yeah. the older ones that's always their story that they tell. Especially if you have an older child, and then if you have a middle child, it was always I was left out. You know, so they they're the two stories that I hear a lot from children. Either if you were the oldest one, you either had the brunt of the load on you, or your mom raised a is easier with the younger kids or you're better with the younger kids or, or, or the middle child. I've always left out because everybody's worried about the oldest one and the baby. I'm just in here floating. So you got to spend, even with my Hosea, my bonus baby, I spend special attention with Hosea because I know he feels like he is the middle child and he can get lost. Like if you leave Hosea, like, did he eat today? What? Come, come down here and eat. You know, so he will get lost without anybody noticing that he's, so I have to pull him in, like, come on down here, come and do this and come and do that and, and incorporate him in things or whatever. Cause I don't want ever want him to write a book talking about some, he was the middle child and we left him out. Cause that's not, that's a lie. <laughs> so, so this is the meat of it, girl. Wow. So I wanted to talk today. Cause like I said, sweat, um, and just talking about suffering while everyone proceeds to tread and talking about different types of abuse. We have, we've had this conversation before. We both have grown up, it's no secret, in abusive relationships and abusive situations and things like that. Um, well, I have a relationship, but I did have an abusive situation. And you had a testimony that you shared. Do you mind sharing a testimony about one of your abuse situations? Which, which it was one? A, it was the guy. Okay. I'm not got so many now because God has been oh, so good share. to me. Just share. <laughs> just share. But it was it was a very abusive situation. Okay. So okay. So we're talking about okay, abusive situations. I was in an abusive relationship. Yes. And with a man that I was in love. I mean, like this man was like, he was so dreamy. Mm. He was like the end all and be all to me. Wow. So I moved in with him. Mm -hmm. I was 
I was 19 years old when I moved in, I think 19, 20 when I moved in. Mm-hmm. And I lived with him for three years. I had a miscarriage mm-hmm. um, our second year. And, but prior to this miscarriage, he wanted, he wanted babies so very bad. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't really know how I feel about having kids right now, but mm-hmm. it just so happened that I had gotten pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I got pregnant and I told him we were like eight weeks along mm-hmm. and I had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I had, and I had a miscarriage and the whole ride home from, um, you know, from the trip to the clinic, it was silence. It was like utter silence. Like you mm-hmm. could, you could pick up the silence. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like one thing. And so I was like, why is he so quiet? Then finally, the next day, mm-hmm. he says to me, if you would have wanted this baby, this never would have happened. Wow. When you pray, God listens to you. Wow. So I know that you didn't want this baby. So I'm like, what kind of poor he think I got? <laughs> like, no, you got clout. <laughs> I'm like, God, you know, he gives and he takes away. Yes, I can't does. control that. Mm-hmm. So, But this man believed that the... If I pray, things happen. Mm-hmm. And it's so ironic that he will now cut to maybe eight. Now, after that, after that, um, that traumatic experience, he became very abusive, like physically mm-hmm. abusive, verbally abusive, everything. Mm-hmm. So the last um, situation was when he tried. He told me, I'm going to kill you tonight. Yeah, that's the, that's the one. That's the, that's, okay. that's the testimony. Yes. <laughs> he tells me, I'm going to kill you tonight. So he pulled me out of the bathroom. Um, and I don't, you know, I just got the shower, put me out of the bathroom. And I basically, I ended up tied up nude. I ended up being tortured. He carved his name into me. Um, he burned me with things. It was, I was tortured for hours. Wow. So, so I finally, I end up on the bed. So we, I end up on the bed and he gets a phone call. Mm. He's not what he's doing, gets a phone call. And it's his brother on the other end. He says, what happened? He's quiet then he hangs up mm-hmm. now me i'm tied up i have no clothes on i'm bleeding i'm crying i'm mm-hmm. in pain and my reply to him is what's wrong mm-hmm. and he says my dad's in a hospital and we don't know if he's going to make it wow so i say oh no let me pray mm-hmm. and i said father you are a healer mm-hmm. i know who you are God, hear my prayer. And I began to pray for this father wow. out loud. And I was released. Wow. About 10 minutes later, I was released. I was let go. And um, needless to say, his father recovered. Wow. Because guess what? You got clout. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he wasn't all the way wrong. Uh, he wasn't that. wrong. But you know, our words have The Bible says this. Our words have power. And it's like people always... People are always casting spells because whatever you say, so a man thinketh, so is he. As a man thinketh, so is he. Things you say out of your mouth, you those things are like, and I always tell everybody this, those things are like you being at a table, being you casually going to dinner and you order filet mignon or whatever else, and I order some chicken or whatever, and then the waiter goes back and you like, Wait, 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 come here, come here, come here, come here. Um, I don't want that no more. I want this. And you keep waving them back. And I'm like, girl, I'm over here eating my meal already because I didn't change mine, okay? Mm-hmm. You change yours like 10 times. So it takes mm-hmm. it and you're confusing, you know, everything. So it's taking it longer to get to you. And most of the time that's because people doubt. 
got doubt God, they'll put something in the, in the, in the atmosphere, say it, and then they'll doubt. Oh, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. That's almost like changing your order with the waiter, having them have to go back to the kitchen and recook it up because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not sure what you want. And like the Bible says, write your vision and make it plain. When he say make it plain, girl, he means make it plain. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? So, so you, your, your words do have power and you do yeah. have clout. And he yeah. knew, he knew that. Cause even, listen, even people, and Apostle was talking the other day about um, the man that was in a cave and how he was being tormented by um, demons and things mm-hmm. like that. And then when, you know, God stepped on the scene, the angel stepped on the scene, like he was scared, like, please don't, please don't torment me. Like you're tormenting somebody else, but you're telling me not to torment you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it was like crazy how even they know when we show up, they know the Christ in us. They know all these things. So he wasn't saying nothing wrong. He, he meant what he said and he was, he was actually accurate. And, yeah. and in that moment of you being tormented, he knew that your prayers meant something because he believed what he said the first time. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, oh, Mel praying, oh, God going to do this. That was his, his little glimpse of hope and faith. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm glad I didn't, I'm glad she not going because her prayers mean something. So let yeah. me go ahead and release her. So God will use crazy traumatic things, times like that for you to be in that situation, most people would have missed their blessing and would have probably ended up dead, end up dead because they'd have been like, I ain't praying for him. Like they wouldn't have, wouldn't have, they wouldn't have acted in such love and selflessness, you know? So that right there in itself saved your life. God will use the mm-hmm. foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Like, you know, so even in that moment, just being graceful and just praying was your, that was your, that was your freedom. That was your prayer. Yes, that prayer prayer that I prayed for him and saved my life. It saved your life. That prayer you prayed for him saved your life. You know what I'm saying? So God just works um, and crazy. So when you were going through all of that, were you in church at that time? Were you like out of church, in and out? Um, During that time, I was living with him. So we weren't like, no, I wasn't going to church. I was praying here and there. Yeah. You know, I I know how to pray. If I can't do nothing else, I I know know how to pray. I know so that's right. I was always taught, you know, that God is near you, no matter where you are, mm-hmm. God is with you. So mm-hmm. I knew how to pray, but I wasn't going to a physical building and, you know, I mean, fellowship, and mm-hmm. I wasn't doing any of that. Mm-hmm. But um, you stay God is God. But God is faithful. And the thing about it is that we don't qualify for his goodness. I could be oh. in church every day. Girl, or I cannot be in church at all. I don't qualify no matter what I do. None no of my goodness, what you do. nothing you can do, never good enough Mm-mm. will qualify me for him to bless me, for him to continue to protect me. He does it because he desires to. Yes, yes, Simply. and he does what he will when he wants to. So, absolutely. Wow, that is crazy. That's a crazy, that's a crazy testimony. Um, we go through so many other issues of suffering. Um, Suffering in silence. A lot. Of, a lot of people are suffering. We have so much many suicides right now. We have homosexuality. We have people who are killing themselves because they feel like they don't matter. We have so many different things going on. But I just feel like even with us being in the church or Christian population, um, that we're not on our we're not on our game. Like I feel like we could be so much. If we all band together, we could do so much more. But I feel like everybody just tip, tippy toes around real, real things that are really, really bothering people and, and real detrimental to people, like they're mental, like they're mental. You know, yeah. people are suffering every day. Come to church, hey girl, what a just and go home and cry. 
go home mm -hmm. or depressed, go home um, just not living up to. And I always say, we serve a big God. We should be doing big things. Like we should not be sitting here asking, begging or borrowing. Like we should be, we should be the lenders. I want always say, Lord, let me be the lender and not a borrower. Absolutely. Right. Let me be a lender and not a borrower, Lord. You know, but as it's so many people, and it's like it's time out for playing in church, it's time out for acting like everything is okay. It's time out because the fruit, the proof is the fruit. Like if you if you bear no fruit, then what, what are you doing? You're not, you're no, you're not of any use to me if you're not bearing any fruit. And that's how God is talking. God, what God means when he says, if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Like either you're going to be all the way off or you're going to be all the way on. There's no in between. Right. But, but it's, it's, it's just crazy how we go to church and we serve a big God. And what you see is so small. You see people who are sinners, who are living this big life and not fearful going after all their dreams and going after everything and then you see people who can't even pray themselves up you know who who go to church like you said every single sunday or not or they you know they just they just can't get past that so what do you what do you say to that like what do you think is is going on with that well i believe that what well, the bible says that all of creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of god so we've been the sons of god the world is waiting for for us to show him mm. who he is, to mm. be an expression of who God is. Girl. Because God is not coming down from his throne to tell us to do anything. He said, listen, I've given you all that you need. All you that already you need. have it. I I'll tell everybody you, everything. You, I've given you authority. Mm -hmm. You know, I've given you power. Dominion, everything. Everything that you need, you already have. So it's a matter of us not knowing who our God is because they didn't know their God. They do great exploits. They do. So you're not doing anything to manifest God. Then it means that you don't know who your God is. And you're not tapping into it. And it's already there. It's like having a, a beautiful, big gift and you just ain't unwrapping it. You just look at the wrapper like, oh, it's so cute. But if you just open the box, <laughs> if you think if you think the gift wrapping in a bow is cute, just open the box. Please open the box, you know? And um, I learned that early on. And that's another thing that bothers me because I see people treating God like, Lord, come on down here right now. Like not to mock anybody or anything like that, but like right. pray, pray, pray all day. I was having a conversation with my daughter, Gianna. She said, I just got out of prayer for, I was in prayer for like two hours. Like why? You know, like, okay, you were in prayer for two hours. Mm -hmm. What did that change? Like, okay. She's like, well, mom. And my thing is, I, I was the same way. I prayed for two, three hours straight. I, you know, when we was younger, we, <laughs> my mom, she took us to church. Monday, Monday, we had month, we had a Tuesday night, sir. It was a Wednesday night, Friday night, Sunday. And we were there all day on Sunday. Like she laid out slain in the spirit all day. Like, get up, mom. I know, like, get up, please. <laughs> like, can we go home now? You know, and just doing that all of the time. And it's like, but there has to be more, Lord. And that's when I started going inward, like, Lord, there has to be more. But what, what I see is that people go to church and they get a good word and they don't apply it. So when you don't apply it, and when you're, when, and once you, once you've prayed all that time, like I've prayed, like I said, I was an intercessor, prayed when I was younger and things like that all the time. But once you've charged up all of that, it don't take much. It just takes a word. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it just takes a word. Like, I'll be like, okay, Lord, some things you got to go in, some things won't be removed by, but by prayer and fasting. Of course, we know those strongholds and things like that we have to go in. But some things I just look up and be like, all right, Lord, now 
I need this, that, and the other. And it's just exp- just like that, you know, mm-hmm. because I have so many things stored up already. It doesn't take all of that. And then another thing that um, bothers me is I was at a church one time and I was um, performing or doing something or whatever. And they had like, you know how people sell the chicken dinners in the church? And, you know, there's always a mean old lady in church. <laughs> and, and I went to the window to get some, the pastor was like, go to the window, you know, tell her, you know, you perform or whatever, and you can get something to eat. So I was like, okay. So I go to the window, she's like, who are you? Who are you? Like, she was just so nasty. Like, and my prayer was like, Lord, why do your people not bear your fruit? Like, that, that really sat at my heart. Like it really made me, like this lady probably been in the church all her life. She probably been there for like 40 years, Lord. But if a they call us Christians, we're supposed to show them a different way, a different light. If we out here cussing just like everybody else cussing, what do they see different? Right. If we're out here <laughs> doing the exact same thing that they're doing, what is the difference? Like how can you serve a big God and be in prayer for three, four, five hours and come out and still be mean is I don't know. Just be mean. Mm-hmm. Like when I go into prayer, like I said, I don't know who else don't get spoken to, but I'm sure he don't just speak to me like that. And I like to think I'm God's only child because I feel like I'm that spoiled, you know? <laughs> but we all know that ain't the case. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you convict me about parking in the wrong parking spot, Jesus. I hear you clearly. When I say something a little too sharp, Cookie, go back and apologize. I'm like, oh my God. And, I'm, and I always listen, you know, to what he tells me to do. But I'm like, Lord, if you are constantly talking to your people like this, why is there so much, so many things going on in the body of Christ like this? And it's like you said, they, they're, they're equipped with, their, with, their, with everything they're supposed to be equipped with, but they haven't tapped into it. And some people just don't want to change. I, I do believe that sometimes we have a misunderstanding of um, what it means to have a relationship with God. Okay, okay. Um, because um, I think it's Genesis 39, I believe it says that without faith is impossible to please mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. But that word faith in its context, it's a, um, it means pieces. Mm-hmm. And pieces means conviction. Wow. So without conviction, it is impossible, impossible to please God. Why? Because you're not convicted about how you speak. You're not convicted mm-hmm. about how you live. You're not convicted about what you do. Anything. There's no conviction mm-hmm. because your relationship is lacking. And that's why you're able to run rampant and just do and whatever it is, is that why you, you don't even feel. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. And I've been there, girl. I've been reprobate my, I've been, I've been there in the dark looking around like, all right, Lord, turn the light back on. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause when, when, when you're connected to the source, like I said, you can see clearly, I can hear clearly, I can see clearly, but when you're entangled in other things, it's like, it's dark out here. Where we going at? I can't see where we going. You know, you're walking around in a circle, walking around in a circle and trying to get it right. But it's, it's, um, I wanted to talk basically today about the suffering and silence and wanting people to be able to speak their truth because it's like we live in a world right now where everybody is um, keeping up with the Joneses. Everybody wants to be a clone of somebody else. Everybody wants to have this big facade or this fake life and can and go home and it'd be totally different. Like live your truth because the only way you're going to get help and the only way you can move to the next level is if you live, live and speak your truth to get help. If you're constantly lying to yourself and to God when he knows everything already, right. like 
how how can we get better? Like, how can we get better? I believe that we have a bad representation. We do. <laughs> you know, because the believers are the main ones that are like, I don't go through that. I didn't commit adultery. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an abortion. Mm-hmm. I pray all day. Mm-hmm. I'm holy. Mm-hmm. You know, this. I pray at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. I pray at, I pray at noon. Mm-hmm. Well, so they're like, I can't live up to that. Yeah. Wow. So they have a false sense. They have a false sense. Of that's what, not. You know what I mean? Of what having a relationship with God is. And that's not what God is. Listen, I did most of those things. Mm-hmm. I did too. Like, really. Like clockwork. And whether I did those things or not, it doesn't qualify me for the love of God. People need to, I think that if the world understood mm. that the good news is that you can make it on your own works. You can't make it The on your good own. news is that no matter what you've done, God still wants you. He still wants you. No matter he what you could possibly you. have done you, you still got a purpose. He still has a plan for you. You got to take your own road. Mm. You can't travel mine, so and I can't travel. You yours. know, for yep. for my, you can't. You know, it seems like maybe for my um, for my purpose, for my uh, um, for my assignment. Yes, I may have to get up, and in the wee hours of the morning, and spend hours and time with prayer because that's a part of where I'm going. It takes mm-hmm. that for me. That may not God may not be calling that to you in, in your season. So don't try to mimic what I do because relationship is a thing. Every relationship is different. Every relationship is different. That's good right there, man. I like that. That's good. Because my relationship relationship with God is no different. It's the same thing. It's it's just that simple. It's just that simple. simple, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That relationship with God. It's funny because look at how Jesus. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So go ahead. Go ahead. Look at how what? So you know how when okay, look at Jesus. Now when Jesus right, he fasted for forty days and forty nights, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the Bible talks about how he was led into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. He fasted and then he was tempted by the enemy. So he fasted forty days and forty nights because he knew of his assignment. Wow, his assignment called for him to have to fast. It was that, that time. It was that big. So your assignment may not cause for you to have to fast for 40 days, 40 nights. So don't do it. Without stop because it. Because there's no can- <laughs> Yes, my so memory's hungry. Yeah. So you just hungry for no reason. Hungry for no reason. And then people, that's a, that's a, oh, you hit on something good. You hit on something good right there, sis. Because people do things out of tradition. Tradition. Girl, please say it. They do things out of tradition or because somebody else is doing it. Sis, that's not your yeah. slice of the pie. So why are you eating it? Don't do it. Because what's in there that vitamin is for me is not, that might not be right for you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because even so, the word of God, he says, is this the fast that I have chosen for you? So if God has not put you on an assignment that requires for you to fast that way, then he's not chosen that for you. So you just sitting there hungry because you ain't even been called to do that. You hungry because you because because Sarah Ann fasted and she got a breakthrough. So now you want the breakthrough to come the same way for her, like the same yeah, way for like you. Exactly. And God is saying, no, you not you Sarah Ann. No, it's something different. You he's he's, he's saying, brother. listen, he might say you might need to be molested by that person. You might need to be tied up and naked. You might need to be like there's so many different things. He has all of our lives planned out already. 
Everything God already knows everything before it happens. Okay. Even though he has a perfect will for our lives, we choose to do what we want because we got free will. So you choosing to date that person, even though God might have not wanted you to be in that situation or date that person, he knew you was going to do it already anyway. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. <laughs> he knew you were going to do it. Nothing surprises God. Nothing surprises God. Like, girl, I, I, I ain't want her to go that way, but girl, go ahead. I'm going to help you out real quick. You know, but nothing surprises God. But the right. beautiful thing about God is that he uses those things. And he takes those yes. ashes. You know what I'm saying? And he just builds something beautiful, beautiful out of those ashes. And then he takes it as, okay, because she did decide to go this way. And this is the testimony. This is not just for her, it's to help other people. Absolutely. It's to help other people in this situation. Yeah. So I love the I love the way God just does things. Like his, his understanding is far beyond our understanding and his ways are far beyond our ways. But I just love how he just, even in our mess, he just finds a way to come back, come back and make it look all pretty. Just make our mess. <laughs> let me put let me put the, put your ear back on because you hard hit. Let me put your ear back on, put your arm back on because you didn't went through a hard one this time. <laughs> you know? well, like, he just yes. come back and fix you right on up. Fix yes. you right on up. And then he does it so well that sometimes I've been out there in the field and you know, sis, I got stories. Like just hard headed, don't want to listen. I want to be Kiki and I want to do me. You know, and I don't want to hear nothing about, don't tell me about no church. Don't tell me about what time the service start. Don't tell me nothing about none of that because I want to do this right here. You know what I'm saying? And then he will come back and make you look so decent, like beyond recognition. Like, oh, that's Kiki? Girl, that, that's Kiki. Like I was just mm-hmm. tore up a second ago though. Like, like, yeah. unrecognizable ne- in, in yeah. a negative way now i'm just over here like glowing like what and you're like wow but that's how god does it absolutely that's how god does it once you realize some things and you go back and you repent and you turn from you know and then he starts healing some things that's when it happens or whatever but he's just so awesome because he always gives you a chance to yeah you know, and I also think it's how you respond in a situation, um, like how you responded in your situation, how I responded in my situation. We all know that I was, you know, abused by my father um, yeah. and at, at age nine. And um, people will always say, either after he got out of jail or whatever, um, why are you going to meet him and get him some clothes? And why are you taking him to get something to eat? I wouldn't do this and I wouldn't do none of that. And and I believe that I'm blessed a lot of times because I react the way God would want me to react because Lord knows I could react a whole lot of other ways and I could react a whole lot of other ways and get the adverse effect of what, how I reacted, but I always choose to act and it'd be, it'd be things that like people would probably try to murder people over, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, Lord, if this is my piece of the pie, I'll go through. He's given me a blessing to forgive um, people and he's given me a blessing to go through adversity gracefully he always Amen. has and people on the sidelines looking laughing and doing all this other stuff talking and everything and god like don't pay no mind just stay focused yeah just stay focused just stay focused it's your reaction that's getting you where you're going it's because you're not taking all this time with all this energy trying to worry about what everybody else is saying and everybody else is doing and god I, I believe god rewards people on how they handle adversity Cause we all got a choice to do that. You could have, you could have got free. Was like, okay, I'm coming back. <laughs> you know, you could have broke free. We ain't got a couple of them brothers that we got. Okay, you could have did whatever you wanted to do, but it all was predicated upon your action and how you handled the situation. It really is true. You I know? was ready. 
I once read somewhere that said um, that life is 10% of things happening to you and 90% of you responding to it. Exactly. That's exact. That's it. That's it right there. And I choose to respond. And I always think about everything. And I'm like, Lord, can I just, and I had a song before it and it was called, um, can I please, can I please, it was called um, human. I just want to be humanized. Because, you know, we as women, we feel like we're mothers, we're wives, we're this, we're that. We got to do everything sometimes. And sometimes you just want to be, I want it to be humanized. And I just wanted in my song, and I was asking God, can I please have a moment of temporary insanity? Can I please have a moment where everybody's not pulling from me? Can I please take off? This image of a superwoman. God, I think they think I'm superwoman. I just want to be humanized. You know what I'm saying? And, and that song was something that my daughter Gianna went through. I'm sure you know the story of what, what happened with her. And it's mm-hmm. like, I literally feel like I need to go load up this nice little pretty gun that I have, Lord. You know, and I feel like I should be almost able to do what I want to do in this moment. And 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 I'm sure you'll forgive me, Lord, but you know, <laughs> but you, you have all these crazy thoughts. But once you go inside yourself and you quiet all the rumblings and God is saying, no daughter, it did happen. Feel the hurt, feel the pain, feel the betrayal, feel all of that. But mm-hmm. what you're not going to do is do this because then it's, that's going to be an adverse effect on how this is going to happen. Every, um, action that you have is going to have a reaction you know so um i had to think about all of those things and thank god that he gave me a minute to think about it because sometimes when you just off when people do stuff to you and you just off the cuff you don't even think about it till afterwards and it's like i just lost everything in an instant like what you know so i i thank god for giving me moments like those to be like calm down because i used to be on my way to on my way to do stuff and be like Lord, please forgive me. On the way praying, Lord, please forgive me for what I'm about to do. And he would mm. talk to my spirit the whole way and be like, now turn around. And I'd be like, you go, oh my God, I can't never do nothing. You, everybody else out here doing stuff. <laughs> I'm in there arguing with the Holy Spirit. Like, I can't get away with nothing, you know? But I'm, I turn mm-hmm. my butt around and I'm going back home and I get to live to see another day. Mm-hmm. I'm not in jail. I need to see right. my children. I get, you know, so I'm like, Lord, right. thank you for Thank you for talking me off the fence with that. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for keeping me. Thank you for allowing me to respond to the situation. Not how my brothers, because they on guard, like, what, what's going on, sis? And I'm like, nothing. Right. You got to be the one that it happened to, and you got to talk them down. Like, no, we're not going to handle it like that. We're going to let right. you handle it. You know what I'm right. saying? And then, you know, on the inside, you burn it up like, go mm-hmm. find him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the inside, it takes mm-hmm. a different grace, but it takes growth and it takes maturity in the spirit. Um, when you're walking with God and like you said, the relationship mm-hmm. of it, like calming. And I, it's, it's crazy because I like it unto my students. I know you do counseling. So you probably um, had the same thing happen to you mm-hmm. when you have a gift and a grace to teach people and to, um, to what is it that you do? You counsel people and to counsel people that you have a different grace that you garner as a different effect that somebody else might have, you know? And it's like me dealing with students mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they're like, they're out, they're out of control. Get them out of my classroom. And and I talk to him and it's like, Miss Ross, I wasn't like that. Like, you know, when I talk to him, like, don't be like that, yo. Just I had this, my, my principal says I had this finesse and this caress. Like I just had this little touch where like I can have a student in front of me that's raging, trying to get across the room to somebody else. And I'm looking at her eyes like, please, for me, don't do that. That's grace. 
That's grace. That's grace. And they mm-hmm. just and you just see behind their eyes, everything just just goes away. Like, mm-hmm. okay, Miss Ross, I've been able to do that in any situation, every any job I've ever carried. And I said, Lord, this must be a gift because they Absolutely. could be acting like a bad, like they could be acting like a fool with anybody else, cursing teachers out, calling them all types of types of names, and let me come in the room. And they like, it's just a peace that falls over them and they're like miss ross i am i said you call that lady out of her name you, call, you, you treat i said now suppose somebody did that to your grandma or your mother how would you feel you'd be ready to fight somebody you know and they like right. and, I, and, and i can get them i can get them to apologize i can get them to walk out but but my thing is i'm like lord this has to be a gift of grace this has mm-hmm. to be a gift that somebody sees something in me that as soon as i come in it's like a con and one of my ex-husbands said this to me before he was like you are like water to my fire. You calm me. Like I have a mm-hmm. calmness about me or whatever. And that has to be, that has to be um, a gift um, that God, God has bestowed upon me. And like I said, you, you probably, you know, witnessed that when counseling because you've counseled in prison before. Absolutely. For years. Yeah. yeah. So what, what was that like? Like when you get guys that come in here, they're like, Oh my goodness, when you get guys that stay, that sit in front of you and they're doing life because they killed seven people. Mm. And it's like, what? well, why are you here? Mm. Oh, because I, I did thus and so. And I'm like, okay. And I get them and it's, it's, it's amazing because I would say I could give them. But the reality of it is, is that I carry the, the presence of God is what they feel. And this is, mm. that's why they feel... Um, confident and secure to tell their story mm. and they so they tell you that, anything ain't that crazy they will, me, they will tell me anything and i'm like okay now that we know that this has happened mm. we want to get to here how are we want to get there what is it going to take for us to get there mm. so we always have an end game mm. and i always speak life into them yes. because this may be your present circumstance but understand that no life comes comes to this earth without God giving it a purpose. Purpose, yes. So even yes. while you're here, you know, God is you still listening to you. He's even here. To you. Yes. Even in here. Wow. And anything that can happen at any given time. So don't write yourself off like, I can never, ever get out. No, listen, my God, he breaks rules, regulations, yes. policies, and procedures. He breaks all of them for me. You don't follow, for me, like rules don't apply. Like, like don't even apply. When, anything I'm trying to do and they be like, well, you need this. I'm like, that don't, don't matter to me. Like, you know who you're talking to? Like, I'm the king's kid. They don't, mm-hmm. like, they don't apply to me. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and that's the same way with working in um, education where these people are talking down to these children and you're just giving them a glimpse of hope. Like nobody's ever given them. You know what I'm saying? People probably told them the same story they've been telling themselves. You ain't never going to be nothing. You ain't going away. You stuck here. And then you come in and say something different. Like, no, Mm -hmm. you come back just because you started like that. I mean, you got to finish like that. Just because you're in a situation doesn't mean it's going to always be like this. Prepare yourself for a better day and a brighter day and to be out, you know, doing things. They're like, Ms. Ross, Really? And I shared my testimony with my students. Like, listen, 12 kids, welfare, da 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 Like, you could do whatever it is that you want to do. The only reason you don't have it is because you don't want it bad enough. Right. That's the only reason. Right. You know? I think it was, um, I, I believe it was Mr. Um, I think it was the Les Brown. Oh, Les Brown. I love Les. <clears throat> Les Brown. He said, you are exactly yeah. where you want to be in life mm-hmm. because you put just enough energy into getting exactly where you are. Yep. That's, and that, that is it. That sums it up. Like I had to be up last night. I was in a, up to two o'clock in the morning. I'm always up late. My husband will take pictures of me on a laptop, sleep, drooling or whatever, you know, but I'm always working toward a purpose. So that means I'm going to lose some sleep. So 
Even when you don't see me working, I'm working. You know, even when you don't see, well, she, what is she doing? Like, I'm always working or doing something, but the fruits of my labor is like, I get to see each thing unfold right before my eyes, but it's not like it just appeared. It takes work. And even though God has already instilled me with everything I need, um, it takes work to get to where you are. You still have to put in the work. And that's what people don't understand. They think God is this, like Santa Claus, but he just like, let them have this. <laughs> no, and that's not it. Because it's funny because if you read all of the text, it says, "You give, and I'll give it back to you." Yeah. He says, "Knock, it shall be open to you." Mm. So God is a reacting God. He's responding to what you're doing. And if you so if you it, take yes, one step, if you start doing something, He said, "I will bless the works of your hands." Yes. If He's not working and your hands are not moving, how can yes. I bless? Them? How can I bless them? He only if you he know you understand that you got that he's responding to what you're doing. So if you're not yes, doing anything, then he's not doing. What is he blessing? It ain't, it ain't God's fault that you don't have what you have. Guess what? And the thing Good. about it is, I think that a lot of times we we believe that we should get things just because. But God is saying, if I give it to you, what are you going to do with it? Why would I give it to you? Why, why would I you prove me further prove my agenda? Me. Yes. Like how. When you're not taking care of little things, how can I make give you bigger things? Like yeah, you're not even doing this right, you know. So, and I think that's a lot of. I think that we have a sense of sense of entitlement within the body of Christ. Just like our kids be acting like we gotta owe them the world and give them the world, and they just want the kids nowadays. They just want stuff like microwave mentality, like give it to me now. That's how Christians treat God. Like what? Yeah. And it's just yeah. like. No, he doesn't. He, he gives me things, but you can have the same things that I have put in the same work because he gave us all the same 24 hours in a day. He then gave us all a purpose and he's a provider. The windows of heaven are open. You are air and joint air with Christ. You are above and not beneath. Like, like cattle on a thousand hills that all you have to claim if you just claim him in his holy name. Like <laughs> we have all the same scripture to go by. Absolutely. So the only reason you might not have it is because you're not applying yourself, sweetie. You need, you need, you need application. You need to apply what has been, you know. True. And I think that's a lot. And a lot of times too, God is like, um, he's trying to grow you up. He's trying to grow us up in certain areas because, you know, so who much is given, much is required. Much so is you required. can't ask for all of these things. But then when you get there, you don't have the character it takes to maintain that, that level. Mm -hmm. So because mm -hmm. you don't, you don't have it because you want it, you want it, you want it to floss. You wanted to do this. You wanted to do all kind of stuff. Right okay, stuff. listen. Mm -hmm. But you want me to give you something that when I give it to you, you want to use it to harm someone. Mm. Wow. You want to, so your motives matter. Why you want it, <clears throat> it matters. Your motives, it means a lot. Mm -hmm. And it really listen, does. And sometimes you can get something and it could, it could be a curse before it become a blessing because you're like, oh, now... I got all of this stuff. Oh, I can go do, I can go this, do this. Now it's become a curse. And now your life is going in the wrong direction mm -hmm. because you were not ready for it. You would not give an eight-year-old child keys to your keys to your Lambo. Why? Yeah. Because they're not mature enough to handle, to handle it. it. Because God mm -hmm. wants you to have that car. He does. But mm -hmm. are you mature enough, responsible enough to handle it? You're not. Living above your means and biting off more than you could chew. Like you still on Similac, yo. <laughs> like, 
like you still you're not ready for the meat yet you know and um it's, it's just so sad but i was listening to tj td jakes the other day and he was talking about to whom much is given much is required and he was like much you want more you want to pay more like you want a bigger house your mortgage is higher of course your insurance is higher you want a better car it, it's going to cost more money it's going it, yeah. it, that just come goes without saying it does. you know it just and then the more hate is going to come, the more people talk about you. Like it just grows and grows and grows. It grows, you know? So it's just. Um... And the funny thing about it is that the more you have, the more you need God, because now you have more opportunities to do wrong. To do wrong. So you so need him to tell you what to do with it. Okay. Yes. You need you him need to tell him you exactly what to do with yes, it. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, you do. You do. It, it's, it's always like an the the boy. Um, in school or the you ever see that boy in school who didn't have any money grew up poor and then he just strikes it rich or he just gets money one day um and next the next thing you know he don't know how to he don't know what to do with all this attention <laughs> you know what i'm saying he don't know what to do or a guy who never had girls talk to him you know he settles down with a, a nice girl who accepted him for who he was and then Next thing you know, he might have got his teeth fixed, or he might have got he might have buffed up, or something like that. And then he getting yeah. eyes that he never got before. So now you're forgetting the good thing that you got, and it's like, yeah. hmm, like you can't handle it. That's why, yeah, that's why you it's can't true. handle it. You're not ready for it. It's true. Now, you know, it's, and, and it happens every day in marriages and everything or whatever. So I always say, God, if I am not, if I ever get haughty, slap me off this horse, like slap me all the way down. And let me get it together because I never want to get to the point where I am haughty, looking down on people, think I'm better than somebody, um, not helping someone get to the next stage or level, not giving information freely. Um, and if I ever get to the point where I feel like I'm better than, slap me and take it off. Like, Lord, slap me down. Like, let me know, <laughs> girl, you know, right. and, and I don't ever want to get slapped down. So guess what I'm going to do? Do right. Right. <laughs> you know? right. I'm always going to do right. And I'm always going to treat people in love. Um, even when they harm me or do something, you know, that I think is like, you know, crazy or whatever. Um, always going to treat people in love, but that's why I'm so blessed and people don't understand it. Like mm-hmm. why she get so, why she, every, she, she get, it seems like she get everything. And it's because I give, first of all, I'm always a giver. I always give, 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 give. Um, I sow into people, whether it be time, money, whatever it is, um, Mm -hmm. educate people, whatever it is, always sowing, always sowing, always forgiving people. Um, I I have faith and I believe that God says he, if he says he can do it, I believe that he's going to do it without a doubt in my mind. Um, I just be like, okay, let me get to work. What you need me to do for that to happen, Lord. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you said, I can have X, Y, and Z. Now, what is my position in this? What, What is my movement? And I ask mm-hmm. God that every day when I wake up, what is my role today? Like, what do you, what do you have? What would you have for me to do today? To yeah. a whatever business, to a whatever, calling somebody, somebody might be on my mind. I call them. God might say, God you might say, me home. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah. okay. God might say, my God might say, bless this person or go here or go there. I'm just obedient. And sometimes I bless people that I did not want, that I did not care for. Right. You know? Then that's mm-hmm. big when God, you're like, okay, Lord, it's easy to say, okay, Lord, who we blessing today? Who we going? And he say this name and you're like, not them. No. Roll the barrel, pick somebody else, Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm Anybody but that one. Anybody but that one, Jesus. You know how I feel, Lord. Now she mm-hmm. nothing. Da, 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 da. And God like, listen, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and give her that. And you be like, whoo, Lord. 
Jesus Christ, you know, and I always go ahead and do it anyway, but it's always blessings for my obedience. And I think God's just testing my obedience. Like, okay, I know you'll do that right there, but will you do mm-hmm. this? Right. Take, but, but, but will you, he always takes up a notch. Will you do this? And will you do that? And that's, I'm like, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. Well, I see what you're doing. You're growing me. You're definitely growing me, you know? Absolutely. And um, I just wanted to talk about a lot of different things in the body of Christ this, um, today. And I also just wanted to cover um, and let people know you don't have to suffer in silence. You don't. Let your no, testimony, the one that, that's, that's eating you alive because you're keeping it to yourself and you're not growing from it and you are harboring right. hate and ill feelings toward the person who did it to you, let it go. Let it go. I mean, because you know, the Bible says that you overcome by the word of your, by the blood of the lamb and the, the word, word of your, of your testimony. testimony. Yes. The thing about it is that, you know, God wants you, he says, make your boast in the Lord. Mm. So telling your testimony is bragging on God. It's bragging on God. Telling you guys that, listen, I was molested when I was 10. Mm. I was raped when I was 20. Mm. I was almost killed. I mean, I can go on for days. And I said, but look at what my God has done. Look what he done. And I can say, I was, I was thrown out of my house. I was, I was, um, the sheriff had to come and so was, listen, listen. But if you see me now, listen, girl, I like nothing, you that I've nothing like what you've been through and you kept pushing. And that's my God. That's your God. He delivered that's, you from all of those things. Absolutely. And you know, even, even in our giving, you know, because there's this principles that we live by in order to maintain this life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. So yes, we do sow seeds and we do. The Bible says that when you give into um, the needy, you have lended unto God. Mm-hmm. So when you give to those that are in need, you're literally lending to God. Wow. So it's like, oh, okay, Lord, I see yeah. a need here. Let me go fulfill Let it. Me go fill it. I see that. I like that. I like that. I'm going like to give that. you more. Why? Because he gives seed to the sower. And that is so he's true. He's going to give you more because that, you're a sower. That is so true. I remember I learned early on in church, I was a little girl and they used to have this offering basket and everybody go up to the, singing and dancing to the offering plate and everything. And I wanted something to give. I didn't have no money. Right. Okay? So I wanted something to give so bad. And um, my pastor Chris said, um, if you actually shall receive and God gives seed to this, you know, whatever. So I'm just like, wait, I want to see Lord to give. I want to see, I want to be, a, I want to be a giver and I want to be a cheerful giver ever since that time. And I was young. When I say young, I had to be like 10, 11 years old. God has always given me seed to give seed into people's lives because I've always asked Lord, if you give it to me, you can trust me to give it to somebody else or yes. to make sure that they get it. Man, I will make sure that they get it. They get you know it. what I'm saying? So, and that was even from a young age. And I think that that stuck with me. So, I mean, people, you need a shirt. Like, what you doing when I had no shirt, boy? Come and get a shirt. I'm taking you to the store. Like, jackets, like anything. And that led to the hair harvest. That led to anything. I just, God was preparing me from that moment on. You know, like I just, Lord, give me a seed to give. I just want to be a blessing. And it felt so good. I remember the first moment that somebody asked me, she gave me a dollar. I was like, go ahead. I was like, like (laughs) dancing up to the, (laughs) dancing up to the offering plate. Like, Like, it just felt good. Like you giving the guy, I'm giving the guy. This feels good. Like, you know, and that feeling has never left me. So it's followed me into my adulthood and everything where I just like to be a blessing to others, whether it be whatever, you know, and um, even like, like, like now with our testimonies, we're being a blessing to somebody else that didn't think that they could forgive or get out the situation or whatever it is. Like you see us sitting here, right. Unharmed. 
okay? <laughs> you see us sitting here in our best light, okay? Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs doing, doing everything. Yeah. And it's like, you go through those horror stories, um, but please don't let them sink you. Use them as launching pads to catapult you to where it is that God needs you to be. And God gives everybody a story. That was a part of my story. Absolutely. I have a book, a good book because of that story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's just, it's just a blessing. I just like to thank you, Mel, so much because this was very, very refreshing. Would you have any last minute words to say to anybody? If a woman was, was watching and she's like, you know, I've been through that, but I can't forgive. I don't, I don't respect men. I don't do this. I don't do that. I can't, you know, I can't let it go. I can't release it. And, and that follows them into their next relationships and things like that mm-hmm. because they're still mm-hmm. holding on to that. What would you say? You know, to that, I would, I would definitely say, that you are worth more mm-hmm. than having to carry the baggage of someone else's fault. Mm, wow. It wasn't your fault. So why are you carrying the guilt and condemnation of it? Wow. So just release it. You releasing it doesn't mean that they are free from um, ownership of, of their part that they played. But releasing it means that you are just too much and too valuable to God to be carrying around mm-hmm. guilt and condemnation that does not belong to you. It does not belong to you. So trying to hold them captive Return is equivalent to, to you drinking poison and wanting them to die. Mm, that's it. That's it. Return that thing to cinder, girl. Don't belong to you. <laughs> okay. Return it. Return it. Turn it back to them. You know, and the, and the thing about, you know, forgiveness is not a Forgiveness is not a, it's a one party um, table. It's a table mm-hmm. for one when it comes to forgiveness. Because yeah. that person never has to acknowledge what they've done. Mm-hmm. They never have to say sorry. It's you saying, I refuse to give you right mm-hmm. to invoke any emotion in me when I think of that story. Wow. I refuse to go into anxiety. Because of something that you have done, I take back my authority for yeah. me. You have no place here. So that's you taking authority back in your life. It's not you saying, it's not you letting them off because the Bible says that vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, the word of God that doesn't tell us to forgive for no reason. He says, because when you forgive those that have done you wrong, you heap coals upon their head. Wow. And if you're not oh, able to let it go, then that means that you're saying to God, well, then don't let me go. Don't let my faults go. Hold me, Hold me accountable. Keep my feet yep. the fire. Mm-hmm. But you don't want God to do that. You don't, we need God's constant forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds cliche, like, you know, well, um, well, God, I need forgiveness. So you gotta, so I gotta forgive. Right. But you also, you need your heart to be pure. Yes. And the enemy will use any situation that he can use to hold you, to say, you know what? Okay, I got ground to come into her life, to torment her, to trigger her, to have her to have bad relationships, for her to keep on picking the same man, different face. Mm -hmm. I have grounds now because you refuse to give him back what belongs to him. Unforgiveness is that that's Satan's territory. Yes, it is. Wow. That's one of his tactics. Don't dabble in anything that has to do with the with the enemy. Because mm. he will use it to keep you longer than you want to stay. True. So you're not, you know, so it, it's just, it's, it's not about them. It's all about you. And God, value, he values us too much for us to be 
you know, but be bound. He said, take my yoke upon you for yes. it is, you know what I mean? For it is like my burdens and my yoke is easy. My burdens are light. light. Yes. He said, wow. give it to me. You know, he'll give you beauty for ashes. Yes, he, he will can. turn your tears into pearls. God will do all those things for you, but you have to decide that you want to let it go. Relinquish it today. And say, God, you said if I confess it and confess it, then you would, you are good enough to come and to cleanse it. Mm -hmm. So God, I confess that I have bitterness in my heart. Help me get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Help me to be pure at heart so I can walk close with you. Mm -hmm. Because and that's God a divider. That. That's a divider. It is. it is. You can't even walk with God to hold his hand because it's that, that big bulky thing. You got the bag in the way. In between you, know? you. Absolutely, it is. You know, so it's about you. And I would say that you have an opportunity today um, to make a good decision for you and your life because God has given you life today, then you've not gone too far. It's not over. Wow. So today is an opportunity for you to forgive them and for you to forgive yourself. And forgive yourself. Wow. That is a lot now. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was a good, good, good segment. I hope that you guys can take some notes because that's what we're here for. We're here to take notes and it's not just taking notes, um, it's applying the notes. So if you could take anything that we've got from here today, we'll leave Mel's um, information on the bottom of the screen. If you want to get in touch with her, you want to support any of her businesses, you're welcome to do so. Um, if you need some counseling, like call her. <laughs> She'll take care of you. <laughs> so um, thank you guys for being here with us today. This is Take Co Notes with Kiki Barber. I'm your host, Kiki Barber, and I'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Bye, Amen. Mel. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Take Notes with Kiki Barber podcast. Please don't forget, notes on a pad without application is just notes on a pad. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and press that notification button so you can stay in the know. Until next time, my friends. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.